1: before you guys listen to another episode of the corner podcast make sure you guys show your support for the show by clicking on patreon.com slash the corner podcast and showing support for both Andreas and myself we're trying to bring you guys exclusive content for the new year that means exclusive shows guest interviews fan appreciation episodes, a little bit of everything on a weekly basis. And the way you get that is by signing up on Patreon.com slash The Corner Podcast. There's different tiers, whether you guys wanna donate $5, $10, or $15 a month, you guys get exclusive content and access to us, yes, both Andres and I, every single week. And this way, we can bring you guys the stuff that you want, such as merch, live shows and even bigger episodes of the Corner Podcast in 2019. Thank you guys for your support. Now let's get into this week's show. We're here. I wish I could
2: feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Uh-oh. right. So again, myself hell. As we go through this podcast, again, a lot of you guys maybe haven't heard our show, if you have, you're on for the rise again. And we're gonna break down how the show came about, kinda take you through who we are. So a no little different than the other shows, but you guys enjoy it. So, I'm sitting up here today, and all these other shows went on today, because this man, right here, approached me one day and said, you know what? We need this thing called a podcast. Five years ago. Has it been that long? It's been five years. You didn't, you didn't have gray in your beard yet. See, no. You didn't have had the curls. It's too early, bro. <laughs> I didn't have no curls. <laughs> <laughs> it that. Uh, so, five years ago, he said we needed a podcast. And for some reason, he chose me. There's a story behind this. We almost named this podcast Minority,
3: Minority wrote Reporters Row. So uh, to tell, tell people this how is this happened. Alright. How many people in here know who Combat Jack is? Does anybody know Combat Jack? Hey. So Combat Jack passed away used to Cancer. Big podcast back in the day. He called me one day when I used to work at BT uh and said, Hey, there's no black people in combat sports. You come from boxing. Why don't you start a podcast? I thought it was stupid. Because I was like, yo, there's a lot of people that do this, but Ain't nobody gonna listen to us. So, he he for about a year or so to do this. You know, and uh, one day we're at a UFC event. Uh, me, you, and another fellow, who will, will not be able to remain nameless, He might be moving over. Yeah. <laughs> so there's three of us. And for some reason, there's only, we and him are the only brothers that cover the UFC. There's not very many of us that cover boxing. But for some reason they sat us all together in the back row. So there's black guys in the back row, damn. I looked. I didn't know these words, but because of my blackness, I had to introduce myself. Gotta get the head nod. You know. What's your name, bro? Name is we talked for a bit and then we decided to launch this podcast, which is going to be minorities' world Report because there's only black people. There's only black people there who came the Corner. And more through this whole thing, when we talk about hip-hop, um, I can give some info on myself, but I'm not going to do that right now. Because you're going to ask me some questions when we are going to talk about all this. Oh, yeah. But we talk about hip-hop, social media, we talk about boxing, we talk about MMA, we talk about pro wrestling, the, and the Starcast Double or Nothing, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, we've amassed over a million listeners on our podcast since then, we appreciate the support. So those of you that are here, that have stayed with us on the course, we appreciate too. Those you. Those of you who are new, buckle up, because there's about to be a whole lot of hot takes from here. hot takes. lot of hot takes. Fuego. And old man Andrea's
2: story time, so that's where it's at. So, like I said, we're going to take you through a timeline of everything. Uh, I have to say, and again, I know a, a couple of you guys graduated high school in the 90s. So I don't even know what that was like. Like, you guys didn't have cell phones in high school? That's, that's a rough life. I don't know how you guys got it. <laughs> flip phones. They even have flip phones. They had beepers. I had a beeper. You understand? Like, if you didn't have a quarter, you couldn't talk to somebody. How wild is that? Like, you had carry loose change. You did not have cell phones. Who are you, Jack Morris? That's the only person that had a cell phone in the 90s. I had a cell phone. I know you. You played Snake? I know you played Snake. You played Snake on your phone? Yeah! Constantly. And solitude. And solitude, and that's horrible. So, the people in the 90's, uh, I make fun of their that's why I call him the old man, because of that 10 year age difference. So, it spans all things in the 90's. It spans music, where we argue all the time in the 90's about 90's music. When I say, you know what, I didn't mind the shiny suit era.
3: No. No.
2: And they try to crush me all the time. Listen, you throw on pump and bass right now, I'm dancing. It's alright. We're we're different in that way. You're young. A little bit young. Listen, I'm a grown 31. Tell you that. The oldest young man I know. I know, right? Yeah. So, uh, one thing I wanted to get into from that whole genre of life, and I wanted to really ask you guys a little bit, I'll come out there, is something that led us to this podcast, and it's always cool to see other people's experience with this, because like I said a little while ago before we started, a lot of people aren't pro wrestling fans anymore. But if I stood up and I did a PX crotch top, all you guys probably got kicked out of the fifth grade for this. Oh yeah, see look we got you everybody's doing a crotch top. Everybody gave somebody a stone cold stunner one time for talking to chick. Everybody. So one thing I want to do is I want to ask you guys if there's something for when you were a kid that you remember about pro wrestling. And then we'll tell you how we got into pro wrestling when we were a little kid. So let me step down real quick. And ask, I'm gonna ask Random, random Hold on, I know Jason likes wrestling. Jason. When did you start liking pro wrestling? 1984. When Hulk Hogan beat the iron sheet. Were you rooting for Hulk Hogan? Of course. End of conversation. <laughs> <All
4: right. laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Everyone loved Hogan back
3: then. No, you had to. No, from he hated Hogan. Home. What? But not against You're a macho man, guy. Not, uh, okay, then she. In dog, listen, you gotta do the homework. You over here get- making me look I'm just saying. You were- he root for macho, Man. He can't root to for Hogan today because Hogan's yeah. like Kanye. Yeah, it's like R. Kelly. <laughs> Fucking both.
2: Can't listen to that no more. But okay, I mean, you 84 though?
4: Yeah. yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. That's, yeah. that's legit. 84. Of them. Ooh, that's a new WWF. What? Just scratched off the territory. Hold on, I gotta come over here. Somebody, you did a DX Prod shop. I gotta, I gotta talk to you. Alright, so.
4: the the Cowboys in the 90s, I also
2: watched wrestling. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us watched wrestling in the 90s. Because there was nothing else on TV. No, that's fair. I mean, I'm right with that. Listen, they used to come on on Saturdays. That was the prime of wrestling when there was nothing else on TV. My question to you is, have you ever hit, I'm going to ask both of y'all, have you ever hit a sibling or a friend with a wrestling move to get in trouble? I never got in trouble. I was saying, I'm trouble but I damn, did. you just handing out just mean wrestling finishers, no joke. joke? No, because was back it in the day. You know, yeah. you didn't have to hear super it, it was dope over the nose,
4: and nobody don't
2: answer my damn phone. So you just got to do whatever in the house. I like your you mama. Know, I don't even know your so, mama. I like your I mama. Mean,
4: if you were born from 1981 to 1987, you were a lackey kid. You did what the fuck we wanted. last kid.
2: Listen, we don't, we don't get to that in a second, because yeah, me and Dre are going to do a deep dive in old school Vegas here in a second. And the difference between my Vegas and his Vegas. Dre, Dre was like, forgetting of the captains Vegas. I I graduated in 06, so we're about to do a deep dive. Now. Don't do that, 06? What are you, Soldier Boy? 06? Yeah! Listen, it's a good year. Hold on, hold on, pro wrestling. You got me? Pro
3: Wrestling, what do you remember
2: the night? The dollar movie uh, rentals on Las Vegas Boulevard and Craig and all the throwback, a lot of matches and war rumbles. I stole so many wrestling tapes from Blockbuster. That's the only way I know old school wrestling, is stealing stuff from Blockbuster. So damn, my mama still got a two hundred dollar bill from Blockbuster. What I remember about wrestling is my grandma loved it. My great grandma, she called it wrestling, not wrestling. And she always knew it for Hulk Hogan. And then we would watch the cartoon with Jumpyard doll Oh, Ooh. no, I don't know about the cartoon. I was like three years old when the cartoon was out. But I remember watching it. Dre, when did you start liking wrestling? I, this is going to be, I think I might have
3: heard this story, but let's tell it you. I mean, I lived in New York, so. I used to go to Madison Square Garden as a kid. So my grandmother's an old Italian white woman. who was semi-racist. So she said, liked really like black people, black people so black I was light skinned, so she accepted me. So she rooted for like, Bob Fappin, Campo Terra, and I really hate myself. Like Bruno San Martino, Ivan Burski, like a little Irish, Italian, like full blood Italian, that's what she likes. So I went to all the pro wrestling events it was like a three year old, moved to Vegas. If anybody remembers the Showboat, if you were old enough to remember the Showboat that was out here, they used to have AWA wrestling, where Kurt Kennedy used to wrestle, Larry Zabisco used to wrestle. So I, like, pro wrestling is woven into my family. Like, I was a pro wrestler before hip hop, before even understanding that I was a black man. Like, I was just loving pro wrestling. So that was like since I was three and I never stopped. Election.
2: That's why we here. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're still watching. Uh, I think I told this story the other day on Twitter. The reason I started liking Pro Wrestling is because my grandma had the illegal cable box. Like, where it had the button in the back, and you had to push it like bad times, but it gave you Evan's channel. Uh, shout out to the Creed, by the way. He's like, yeah, I also had like the Spice channel. That was the first thing, like, that was the first comment on Twitter. So I was like, I had that box too. I had the Spice channel. I was like, alright, my man told on to Pro Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> But my grandma had that, and we used to throw the parties at our house, and everyone would come over for wrestling. It didn't matter if you were a wrestling fan. So the old people, older people, I don't want my grandma to kill me. Uh, the older people would be playing cards in the kitchen. All of us young people would be in there watching wrestling, rooting for our favorites. And man, that, that legal cable box, 3 99 is why I like combat sports in general, boxing, wrestling, and that's also why I may or may not have an Amazon Fire Stick in my house. you got to continue that. you know, you got to show my kids the culture of free television. So, no, nah, man, that, that's how I got into it. And really what, what got me into the wave, before we start talking about our generational differences and talking about our times here in Vegas, which brings out all the crazy stories from him, uh, the other thing in the 90s I got into and I touched it is boxing. A lot of people watch boxing in the nineties. And I've gone back and watched a lot, you know, due to the job and podcast and everything. But I couldn't think 90s without thinking Mike Tyson. And Tyson just knocking people out. Like and you guys see Deontay Wilder just almost kill a guy last weekend? Yo, that was everywhere. And that was tame compared to Mike Tyson with what I remember.
3: That was tame compared to Mike Tyson. That was pretty fucking vicious. A man almost died in the ring. That
2: was a good point. I feel like Tyson was balling people up. Tyson was so much more vicious.
3: you, you see some history things. We like to romanticize that period. Mike Tyson was beating up cab drivers and shit. Like, the local pharmacist was getting beat up. Like, Deontay Wilder is knocking people the fuck out. So there's a lot of people that say that Tyson is the hardest puncher ever. Deontay Wilder might have gave Mike Tyson problems.
2: Uh,
3: I agree. Okay, maybe. 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 it's not a, it's not a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson, I like real still better than Beyonce. Look, 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 Mike Tyson got beat up by Buster Douglas. You trying to put some respect on Buster Douglas. No, I'm not putting any on Buster Douglas. In there. <laughs> because after he won, he got a video game, you got and you got to the fuck out. So, Beyonce <laughs> Yeltsin- L- has not lost a of fight yet. Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. Wait,
1: that Tyson L
3: wasn't an L though. No, wait. that Tyson L was there. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: He was down for like
2: 15 seconds. The count didn't start late. Wait, 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 wait,
3: wait, 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 but he got up and was able to continue the fight. And Mike Tyson, who was using like a goddamn condom for an ice bag, <laughs> was completely unprepared for the fight and got knocked the fuck out by Buster Douglas, 42 to one underdog, 42 to
2: one. I could have used some of that just like money. If we ever, if we ever get a time machine, that is where I'm going. I'm listen, everything on Buster Douglas. That's my one thing. If I go back inside. The reason I bring up Mike Tyson, though, is because Jason told this story on our podcast before, and I love pulling old man stories from him, of when he was like 15 and sneaking into Mike Tyson life
3: No, I was not sneaking into Mike No, Tyson. you were in the lobby. Yes, I was.
2: Just urban loitering in the lobby of the MGM Grand. Urban
3: loitering. So, has, has, has anybody lived here during the Tyson era? Has anybody lived in Vegas? He, he was around right? in Vegas, right? He grew up in Vegas. Did any of y'all go out to the MGM after the Tyson fight? We were like five Oh y'all, y'all, y'all was too young. So y'all was around when like 662 was around right? when when Tupac and Death Roe had their nightclub and shit. Y'all were many Yeah, y'all were mad young. So y'all, yeah, nah, I was like I was like 14, like I was out in the streets. Yeah, you were ready old You got gray already in your beard at 14.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so what what, what, what what we want to know? What happened with Tyson? Yeah, so
2: as a 15-year-old with Tyson in the building. What were you seeing on the strip? Because I feel like, and we'll get into this later, in a little while, but ain't nothing crazier than a Floyd Mayweather fight. Tyson was really A lot of us, people in the news, Tyson. Yeah. like Tyson, Tyson. Ty, yo, Tyson Floyd Mayweather had a tent, like it was Ringling Brothers. No, it was 113 degrees in this tent, no. but it was a tent no. full of people. Home no. and Garden sat next to me at this fight. Who? Home and Garden. There were
3: credentials next to me at this fight. Home and Garden. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't matter. Listen, Mike Tyson fights in the 90s, I went, I was 14, so I went out. So what we used to do was Tyson, with the Tyson fight would start, and as soon as the fight started, we got on our cars and left. Because we knew the fight was going to be over in the next like 20 minutes. So we all got in somebody's car and left and then drove down the strip, parked at the MGM and went to the lobby. In the MGM lobby there were women in like, because there was no social media at the time, and no cell phones, so you could do like some really ratchet shit. And nobody would know. I'm going to ask you about Freak Nick later because you went to school in L.A. Like, the last Wait week until we get to these college days. The last Freak Nick. Wait until we get to these college days. fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awful. <laughs> you You <laughs> know. So to there know. Was, there was women there was a woman in the lobby in fishnets. A fishnet taxi and That's it. <laughs> she didn't have the decency to put pasties on. No. no.
2: Or pasties okay. panties. Nothing. Again, I am not old enough to know what happened in the '90s. But due to some weird research, I feel like shaving wasn't a thing in the '90s. So <laughs> how do you have a catsuit? suit? Yes. This is all bad. <laughs> listen. I don't want to see a search history, bro. No, bro. Listen. <laughs> on Twitter. You
3: don't no know what pops up on your listen. <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah, a very specific look. Yeah, yeah, there's a review on Twitter. Don't yeah. judge me, bro. So, yeah, so that's what it was like. Listen, there was, after the Holyfield fight, there was a shooting inside of the MGM. What? That people don't really know about. And the, the, the news pawned it off as a, as a <laughs> fight. But it was a shooting in the MGM after the Tyson fight. Mike Tyson, like a, we saw Tupac. I was on the strip at night. The pop got here. Uh, I actually wrote a story about it because I was about the blocks away from him. We used to go to 662 and people would get jumped outside the club. Listen, Floyd Mayweather fights look fun, but the Tyson fight was an experience. The Floyd fight's an experience. <laughs> no, man, listen. <laughs> that's like grade school to the fucking Daytona beach parties in Miami. It was a, like, It's tame. Floyd Mayweather fights were tame. Tame. Because you didn't, like, you what you want to a Tyson fight, like, it's, all it's bad. Not, it's not good, man, it's not yeah, good. Yeah, so, I'm glad I wasn't old enough for these Tyson fights. Yo, me too <laughs> would bury the shit out of a Mike Tyson fight. The <laughs> me too would, like, oh my God, because it was so oh, no, no, those us grabbing and, and broken. It's
2: disgusting. No, you can't do none of that no more. No, thank, thank God they didn't have social media. No, thank God. That's, that's it. Because for my sake. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too, like. Listen, you, you think for your sake, my mom is currently 48 years old. If my mom had Instagram growing up, listen, I don't want no. I'd be damned. I couldn't be a kid today. My mom just busting it open on Instagram when I got to see this. I'm like 11. My mom been 29 when I was 11. No. Did your mom go to day? No, my mom didn't go to day. Are you sure? I'm, no. I'm not positive. But... <laughs> I mean, we're from New York. She went to plenty of Puerto Rican days All bad. All bad. I don't need to see any of this. My mom my mom had me May 18. Her graduation in New York it was June 23rd that same year. She wore a salt and pepper cat suit. It's a black joint that stopped at the knees. And it was like a sinker. Like yeah, like, like she was a high school wrestler. Like she was about to she wore that to graduation a month later. <laughs> I, 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 don't want to know, bro. I don't want to know. Like to this day, I don't watch the Rump Shaker video just in case. You got like, pictures? You have pictures? I don't of want those. No, a, do you have pictures? Oh, I'm a cat suit. Yeah. yeah. She wore the graduation robe open, like 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 a cape. She just flapped it open. It's all bad.
3: Tell Dancy your mom was brats. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, was I love this
2: moment did not exist back then. I love that. Out of so, no, was like, I don't mind. How was her hair? How was her hair? She had asymmetrical cut. She had asymmetrical No, at that time, no, again, once again, we are in New York, so she didn't the have the asymmetrical. She had, like, the big door-knocker oh, earrings. Yeah, I love it. And, like, the well. mad, slick hair. I don't even know how you get it that way. It's like, super gelled down and a ponytail. <laughs> like, I, was, I don't know. Like, that was, that was her thing. I don't even know how it got so smooth in the front. But that was her wave. She was like stereotypical New Yorkian all the way but oh no, yeah, she was cool ratchet. It's all bad. I don't even I don't even want to know, great. So nineties, nineties gave us, man, just ratchet videos in the nineties when girls had these swimsuits they came all the way up here and down. Nah, I catch my mom on that wave. It's all bad. Um, so let's talk about now we'll transition a little bit and talk about you living here in Vegas in the 90s. So I moved to Vegas, I think like 2000, so like just missed the 90s, 2000, 2001. And I came out here for school, and so I was about to go through middle school and high school. You did that in the 90s. And we talk about the differences all the time. The biggest difference we talk about is the capital. So if you guys don't know in Vegas, there's like huge what, fraternities? Like yeah. So youth fraternity fraternities, there's no real fraternities in the But everybody and their moms from like 13 years old to 18 year old is in a youth fraternity. And this is when he was ratchet. So you want to call other people ratchet. He's very nice and up-kept now. I'm sure But he was ratchet in the 90s. And I need to know like one crazy capital story. Because I know even people in the back of views all those guys, they were here for that. I never experienced, like, Catholic when I was there, it was kind of there. There were step shows, like, once every three months. Yes. Step shows? Yeah, I don't, I'm not about, oh, well, excuse me, fraternity people. All right. I, I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so, Andres, do you have a cane? Like, oh, do you have, my like, a little stepping cane? Nah, on? we defeat no, us.
3: That's outside. And the Catholic League, There's, okay. like, levels well, years. It's
2: not. It's not college. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You went to, to college, did I went to. The, or are we really bringing this I went to Southern Utah University. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> I went to school. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. university. I About a bunch of Mormons. Well, they were Jack Mormons, so it doesn't count. So no, I didn't go down. So hold on, sorority people are around here. Hold on, George. Yeah. Can you explain to me, explain to me, why you joined the sorority? Well, because uh, uh, the uh, first and uh, finest,
4: yes, so far the
2: first. What, what sorority are you in? What do you mean? I, I don't even know the names of these. Help me to add of sorority Incorporated. Incorporated. Do we have to add the Incorporated? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> it's very important. Interesting. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, here at Delta Talk? Oh Alright. A- uh, a- we were up here in Vegas? I was at Debuton. You were at Debuton? Oh no. Oh no,
3: no. Listen. Okay.
2: My ex-wife trying to put my daughter in that now? No. No. I, I saw Ivan's timeline the other day. No. He had a full, a full talk about these debutants time high school women, no? They teach you they teach you manners and other bad things. So, uh anyone else who's here in like a stepping crew or anything? Somebody here. Dante was. So Dante! Oh. You, were, oh, no. you stepped? Oh, stepping in Chicago? No, are you stepping in the name of love or were you stepping like it was a, no, a, we'll a it, was, it, was, it was like a little uh, group in college, but yeah. Still, you went to Grambling, correct? So, yeah, right. This one I need to see. Who has more pools, sorority or why does the fraternity guys or athletes and HBCU? Uh, the friends? No, no. It's really the sorority girl because everybody takes after them. See, I don't understand this. Drake, you went to HBCU in Atlanta. Who had more pool, athletes or fraternity guys? At, at Morehouse? At Morehouse. Nobody went to Morehouse
3: to play sports. sports. Oh, that's a damn They have sports. Dog, what is the, what's the... What, name an athlete that came out of Morehouse, far a spell.
4: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, don't
3: <know. laughs> I don't know. I I don't
4: know. John Davis. <laughs>
3: There we go, that's one. (laughs) So, Nikki,
2: you get so many facts wrong. But you know John didn't watch you? Yeah, because he's
4: Denzel. Oh,
3: (laughs) Denzel stuff, okay. It's a movie. All right. But you didn't go to Morehouse and play sports. Like, you went to Morehouse, like, it was a black college. They didn't even give out an athletic scholarship. So, you went and joined the frat. They
4: gave out band scholarships.
3: No, they gave out of band (laughs) scholarships. And that's where you got he at. There was no, like, football? You ain't go to a game to play football. You want what to play game. Yeah, you went to go see the band, and then you left at halftime. That's so disrespectful? No, it wasn't. It was like, the score could be seven. It could be anything. I don't I I Listen, I never saw an entire Morehouse football game. Ever. Yeah. That's a damn yeah. chance. But I can tell you every goddamn song the band played, yeah. and that's it. It's a different experience, man. with the Flight of the Puppet, HBCU, it was a different experience. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, HBCUs is just like a completely different experience. Like, France is where it was at. I mean, it was cultured. Like, we had, like, like three white people on campus. They were cool. But that oh, was right. it was, like, some new time in It was like, see?
2: Yeah. Like, everybody who played sports was, like, black, and a bunch of, like, the Mormon people. But like, the Mormon people were that nice, so I gotta say that. Like, they were super cool. There was nothing to do in the town, though. So on Sundays we'd go to Walmart and just watch the this shop. That was like, yo, that was oh the my best pass. No way, like, and, right on the yeah. City. Yo, it was like five women, eight shopping carts, thirty packs of hamburgers. It was the most incredible thing. But that's what we did in Southern Utah. Like, it was, it was crazy. And I never, and I talked to Doug all the time. We went down South HBCU. I never had that like. While I wasn't in a fraternity year, I never had that experience. I always just played football. I was always a jock, I was good. It was enough for me. Like, I don't understand. Like, and then I went down south, and I'm in Atlanta, and I'm chilling, and it's just a whole different wave. And then you guys go to stuff like Freak Nick. Yeah. What was your Freak Nick experience like? they need to bring that back, by the way. No, they need to bring it back. They need to get like the little Dave Chappelle purses. Where you put your phone in the purse? No, you can't see yeah.
3: anything. Yeah, like no social media. So, so listen, guys. I saw a man get kicked in his chest by a horse. I <laughs> um, The final fridnique <laughs> that I went to was the last freaknik ever <laughs> because this night's So it was a bunch of fluorescents people were in at the time. Remember, everybody used to wear like red, lime, green, and shit. So it's like, like that same right now. But yeah. So it rained. Um, dudes were trying to. uh, I'll sit them to rape women on top of cars. It was, it's crazy. That's, that's when he canceled The man was like, enough of us. But my little experience, I went out with the homies. We rolled on the Marvin, moving Africans rapidly through Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up on at a, at a party outside, and there was a dude who was hot, and he was playing with a horse's tail. And me and my boys are like, like, is he trying to fan himself? No, sense? he just started the school. He's like, look, look, look. And we're standing by, and I'm like, yo, that horse gonna fuck you up. His boys were like, yo, that horse gonna fuck you up. He kept playing with the, the, the and the, the cops, it's a, it's a, it's a cop horse, a police horse. The cops aren't paying any attention. So he's like sitting there, and you can see the horses turning around, and the dude's like, following them, and all you hear is boom. Ah! The horse kicked the man in his chest, they had to get the paramedics out. The police came out and based everybody. Oh my. I didn't Because we
4: black. <laughs> what do you think
3: was going to <laughs> happen? Which one of y'all fuck with the horse? Probably all of y'all. So they went to of us. That was nearly all night. We went back crying with tears on our eyes and pepper spray. That was my Cut your experience. whole breathing experience short. That was it. And then it rained the rest of the time. So it was pissed. But I'll never forget that man. He's probably dead. He's got kicked in the chest. I was. He can't survive that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. All bad. <laughs> Moral of the story is, don't fuck horses. So. <laughs> <laughs> we get through that. So we're through college at this point. Uh, very different experiences. And we decide to hit the 2000s and cover combat sports. So, my highlight, since I started covering combat sports, and I said this before, there's two things that are unlike any other. And it is McGregor fights and Mayweather fights. For two very different, 80, 90 regular people inside of the fight, like average, hardworking people, ton of corporate people. Everyone came to Vegas to stand outside of the fight. All they did was stand in the MGM. Did nothing else, didn't see any of the fight, watched people walk in the fight, watched people walk out of the fight. That's, their entire goal was just that, for Mayweather fight. Crazy, I've never seen anything else like that. And then, I mean, we. I think our first live show, really, we had a set up in the MGM and we had Jamila on and she was trending for being the GoFundMe chick. She raised money on GoFundMe for a trip to Vegas for a the fight, And people paid. Like she actually came out here. She may have had like six friends in the same hotel room. Which I, I don't understand how that rocks lately. Like, I, 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 six, two beds, I don't understand that. That's That's just too much to do. But those are what I remember from Mayweather fights—the urban and chilling just in the hallway. My boy Marcus right here. Like I think it was Mayweather and McGregor. We just sat in the in the hallway, of the MGM, laughing at people. Hour and a half, nothing
3: else but just laughing at people that walked by. Yo, listen, I, I met a girl. who was a friend of mine from DC. So she came out for a Mayweather fight, and I was like, "Oh, you're in town for the Mayweather fight?" She was like. Yeah, I'm in town for the Mayweather fight. She didn't go to the Mayweather fight, she was in town for the Mayweather fight. She's <laughs> testing me while the fight is going on. It was like, where are you sitting at? I was like, oh, I'm over on this side. Send her a picture. Picture ends up on Twitter. I'm at the Mayweather fight. He
2: flexed up. Yeah,
3: you Yeah, you mad at that. Though. Like all, all well, the texts the back. Was, yo <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> then, oh, you know her response. Can you send me another picture? Yeah. you know what she said? Don't send it so close to the ring ah. so people will believe me.
4: Oh my God. Drake is
3: right. <laughs> yeah, Drake is right. <laughs> that ass, that ass, people, I've had so many people ask me to send them pictures of fights that I'm at or the people that I'm with so they can post them on social media so other people can think that they are with these people. That's the way it is.
2: I didn't know. I
3: think one person has asked me to do that.
2: And I'm like, well, I'm not taking pictures for you. I don't. I took a picture of me, like selfie,
3: like thumbs up, and sent it to them. Like, yo, you want a picture? Use that. Well, I was do switching. Like, I got stuck with it. I would take a picture, and there'd be a mirror, so you see me and that shit, like. <laughs> so it's like, you see me holding the camera, it's like, you know what nigga, to say You ain't your camera. Like, why are you trying to get
2: over? They'll be like, nah, I'm just right behind him. He stood in front of my picture real quick. They do. Cloud chasing is for real. They were the fights, the Gregor fights, all the fights. But Gregor fights are different, because it's not ratchetness, it's just a bunch of drunk Irish people, which have now become my favorite people on Earth. This last main Gregor fight, Yo. The last Mayweather-McGregor fight, there were Irish people, they stormed Las Vegas Boulevard, all of them, like, didn't care about street lights, just stormed Las Vegas Boulevard and just chilled and jumped around, did nothing else for 20 minutes, no traffic, no nothing. They
3: didn't care. How Did I climb the guy climbed the MGM lion. Well yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> UFC 189, McGregor versus Aldo. McGregor knocks out Aldo. I'm walking through the lobby. There are eight Irishmen trying to lift the fucking lion out of the ring and carry that shit out. <laughs> they were trying to lift the lion. Shit's like a thousand pounds. There's eight of them. Like, go get a crane. Like, what are you doing? There's no strength like Irish strength, what McGregor victory. I'll tell you what, before Conor McGregor there was a fighter named Ricky Hatton, I don't know if anybody remembers Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton was, you know, he was in the UK and he, he brought it when he came to fight Mayweather. So I remember going out on Wednesday, a fight week, and I met three Irish guys in the bar and I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, at the Ricky Hatton fight. hey, I'm in party, blah, blah, blah. Where are you guys staying at? Staying. Y'all ain't got no rules? No. I looked at my watch, it's fucking Wednesday, the fight is on Saturday, what are you guys doing? Oh my God. I saw them on Saturday, drunk as shit. They were with a bunch of girls. They had three different groups of girls and they crashed their rooms. Yo, that's a whole life I, I don't know nothing about. Oh, that's not bad. Irish hearts <laughs> <laughs> get down. I'll tell you what, the
2: Oh, bad. No, that reminds me. Uh, I think my first fight that I ever covered as press was Pacquiao Marquez, and it was Pacquiao Marquez three. Not the one we got knocked out. Of. And, yeah, it was three. Four. four is the one where Pacquiao went to the Four. So it was four, and that really puts the Mexican fan base like super high on my list too, because it was so turned up when Pacquiao got slept. It was just. Olé, like they had like chants, there was a, uh, I,
4: I don't
2: even know, it was Pachata music, the, they had speakers out of nowhere, and it was it was the most turned up ballads I've ever heard in my life, because it was just people, Whoa, like it wasn't even hype music, and it was so dope and turned up to it, there was guys in Luchador masks, Uh, At one point, someone was bouncing on top of a Mexican flag, like crowd surfing, just chilling. It took me 45 minutes to get from the MGM lobby to the media room, if you guys have ever been over it's by like a hot dog spot. 45 minutes, every five minutes, the Mexican fans would break into a new chant. And from that day on, I was like, you know what? I'm good. That's all I need to see. And now I go to Canola Fights and I'm sad. Because he brings in like a docile brand of Mexican fan. I need like a super turned up Mexican fan. I, need, I think he priced them all out. Like I, I don't need like the rich like seats cost a hundred dollar Mexican fans. I need like twelve ninety nine. We're we're just having shots in the lobby, chilling, everyone's coming in drunk. So you need a way,
3: mostly Cuero, not, yeah, not yeah, Jose. Okay. Brevo,
4: just,
2: Yes. Like Straight well tequila. They don't drink anything, Mexican fans. And then next, you know, taking bottles. I saw full bottles through the MGF brand drinking them as they walked in. It's a good time. Yep. McKen- and there's so many. Yep. So many people they couldn't even take the bottles away. I need those type of fans again. That's. So that's crazy. Um. The other thing is wrestling fans. So we talk about boxer fans, MMA fans, pro wrestling fans. There's. This super loyal fans when we went I think we went to Arizona recently for a wrestling event and when I say I took my dad to just chill before this event and it was the best of nerd fest ever like I have my wrestling t-shirt on my dad was like oh that's cool like okay a lot of you wear wrestling t-shirts and then a guy dressed like Brett Harbaugh and stuff a guy in full macho man here, washed up, and then a guy like Hulk Hogan. And no, it wasn't like a Halloween costume Hulk Hogan. It's like he sewed so it and actually shaved the middle of his head. He was so committed to this costume. Walking by and I was like, ah oh, yeah, that's wrong.
4: Like that's kind like of that,
2: like commitment to the gimmick. Pro wrestling fans did, did very few things like it and we went to New York for WrestleMania this year and that was crazy. Going around, uh, this year has been wild, because I say this because we're on a podcast and streaming and no one's gonna kill me now. But I would get tickets through the company I was working for, and I would sneak Dre and like other media members like down from media row and we'd just sit in these comp like ringside tickets. So we go down there and you just crazy ringside fans. And what to me, this past WrestleMania. Is one of my favorite live wrestling events, but I'm new to live wrestling events. What was your favorite? Do you have like a wrestling event that stood out to you? Yeah, I know you told me your grandma took you to Showboat. I didn't know where the Showboat was. Nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. knows. Sorry, I made myself. Yeah, yeah. But what's your favorite wrestling event?
3: Did I visit? Yeah. WrestleMania 20. That was WrestleMania in Hollywood with Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels.
4: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was that's
3: there for it. that. That was the first <laughs> one I ever went to. The only reason I went was because I gave my wife hell that I wanted to go to WrestleMania. <laughs> so she got to, I went for my birthday. So I went to- she she's go here? Yeah, she hated me. Uh, that's, why, that's why she's not here. She's like, you can have this <laughs> shit, put <laughs> she, I love you, so so but so you can have all of this shit. The fights, the wrestling, it's all yours. No, that
2: gives me another good crowd participation setting. So, we had some people who were in relationships, some people who have been in relationships. I'm starting right here. You know, a couple of holding hands right here. I love <laughs> and we can be honest here, it's okay. You can't be honest, These eyes are
4: wonderful.
2: What's one thing that he, what's one thing he drags you to that you absolutely hated?
4: I oh, you, yeah. Like,
2: no. tell like one event that you just sat and you like, never again. Or maybe you think no, like it. You to... <laughs> I don't know that I can say I did like it. As
5: you can tell, we're very
4: different people. Um, but,
2: you know, he's a country boy, so I've never been to a rodeo. So I went to a rodeo and he's the only brown person there. <laughs> oh, that's tough, I see a ton of Spanish people in the rodeo, right? So, no, I feel like Spanish people love rodeo. Let's bring it over here. Oh. He left. So all right. See, he ain't stick this out with you. Damn shame. You tell him that you're keeping those sneakers. What's one thing you went to with him that you absolutely
3: hate? Oh, my God. He makes me watch Oh,
4: I'm, I'm
3: coming back. I go to a
4: lot
2: of family events with him, but I was I'm glad he's not here. Oh, oh, that's so dirty. All right, yeah, let's put, let's put Spence on glass. You he he better hear this. I
4: literally don't
2: have to go anywhere. Like, makes me watch the Spurs every single game, and I'm so sick of I'm over it. They keep losing and losing and losing. It's too much. It'd be better if we made you watch the Warriors every day. I understand. I understand. Hold on, we are coming over here, you oh, Not to you. I am. What's one thing you drags you to that you can't stay? My
4: family's Steelers can't He's a fake-ass Patriots fan, yeah. and he had to watch fucking Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Then I'll the to him. To Tom Brady New jersey.
2: Girl, say um. some more. Where else go, y'all? Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I know. I know there's something good over here. Hold on. What's one thing that you absolutely hate that you take? Don't say everything.
4: <laughs> um... Softball games. What? Them play?
2: <laughs> Wait, so you, you take me to the softball games to watch them play? Alright, we're gonna be real honest right now. still 1 to 10, how good is he at softball? I wouldn't know because I really don't watch. <laughs> oh, I need to know. Okay. Alright, All right. listen. I'm not going to pick on you guys, I will do the same thing to myself. Hi babe, nice to see you. So, what's one thing, one thing that I drag you to that you actually can't stand? Um,
3: likely the 18th hour of wrestling on the 5th day of wrestling week <laughs>
2: She made it that far though. When you meet day, so, like,
3: she made it to the it back last back. midnight, like wrestling match. There's some good matches at midnight. I uh, thought Janella's spring break had some, had some had some clutch stuff at midnight. That's point of doubt. Know, you y'all got that far. My wife was out like two hours. Was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Y'all can have that. So, stick it out.
2: She sticking it out, you. Listen, that's why I married her. She earned that break. Kill,
3: Kill, Have you been following the show before, We haven't had a hot take yet. Oh, we haven't
2: had a hot take yet? you really want to get into this? Um, man, I, it's so hard to just bring one out of the blue. One thing I did have that, that I feel like, and I could, we've talked about this so much. It was on our first show ever. Oh. First show, first show ever. It's on SoundCloud. We're on show like number two hundred and twelve. At this point. Oh,
3: okay.
2: And this is still the truest hot take of hot takes ever. And I will never back out from this. Kendrick Lamar's The Pimper Butterfly is his most overrated album what? and arguably his oh, worst oh. album,
3: oh. and it has no replay no value.
4: <laughs> right. Maybe the-
2: I, I, I will never, I will never back down, when was the last time anyone you listened to to Pimple Butterfly? Today,
4: today, motherfucker,
2: today, I like today. I like it. you listen to it because you know we had a show, you trying to set me up for the okey dole, no one's listening to that,
3: like this is how I realized
2: that you're going to be my Skip babies, you just say ridiculous shit, it's true, so Pimple Butterfly is overrated? Wildly overrated. It had great impact and social impact. See, let's get this straight. You can't say both of those together it's right. In the moment, great cover, you know, the White House cover, all this stuff, the impact, the visuals, cool. It has no replay value. Okay,
4: so song for song, to song is his worst project.
2: You. Come on, dog. What I still listen to Section 80. Good Kid Maxing it's, it's constant replay value. I'm,
4: I'm Yes. Yeah. You don't listen.
2: listen oh, <laughs> good thing that's Look, I've been a hundred times before I listen to Pimple Butterfly again. A hundred times. No.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you yeah. Hold on,
2: I'll come down. Hold on, hold on. You, you got plenty of mic time. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, uh, yeah. You don't don't be on his side all night. All night. What are
4: you saying?
2: Oh, Alright, so what is your your thoughts on this? My thoughts are that I don't have thoughts.
4: Like this is what it is.
2: <laughs> that's real. That's when, that's when the hot tape is super hot. No, you gotta get dismissed after that, bro. <laughs> but really, like, it's... Alright. Skinny, you listen to music off top. Now don't pull him into it! When was <laughs> the last time you listened to, to Pimbo Butterfly? That's so not my favorite, Kendrick. <laughs> not his favorite, Kendrick. So, I'm gonna put that at, like, what, yeah, two do. weeks after it dropped. Probably like, I probably listened to it for, like, a month. I kept on trying to hear what everybody else was hearing. <laughs> And you did it. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. The song with pop, I can still listen to it. The song with pop. The, 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 the interview part, that was good. Cool. That was cool. Hold on, everybody. Hold on. Last time you listened to Kendrick Lamar's The Temple Butterfly. Probably like
3: a month ago that it came out. It's a good album. I like it, but it's like if I'm gonna listen to Kendrick, I'm gonna listen to Good Kid, M.A.S.H. City. I'm gonna listen to uh, what's the last one that came out? I can't Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to Damn. I'm listen to everything else, but Butterflies gonna be at
2: the bottom of the list because it has no replay value. All right. So, wait, 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 wait.
3: So Michael Jordan's worst championship Correct. is still better than most people with those championships, right? So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the lowest Kendrick Lamar album is like Michael Jordan's worst championship season which is better than 90% of rappers Listen, I'm, I'm not doubting that, I'm not comparing him to Amigo's album
2: like that, that's fine but I will tell you in the past year I've listened to a Cardi B album a thousand times more than i listened to a really? Butterfly you watched the dog you're fine. Oh, right. Right.
4: wait this Cardi oh, album really? No. But, but look you just like Okay. We do not
2: disrespect anyone from the Bronx on this show, Queen, Queen Cardi, Queen Cardi in effect.
3: So,
4: it's
2: Cardi
3: value. Did he tell you telling me that it's
2: better than to I did not say it's a different player? I said it has more replay value. What is the hard replay value? No one has listened to this album since it's dropped and people say crazy.
3: This is the shit I gotta do. It's not
2: even in rotation. (laughs) There's good albums. Cardi aside, I've listened to good albums. I've listened to J. Cole albums more than I've listened to some Pimple Butterfly. I mean, that says more about you, (laughs) Dave.
3: So that's a hip-hop hot take, listen, what's of hot take you want to do next? Listen, <laughs> there's a million of them. Do we need a wrestling hot take
2: from you? A wrestling hot take? You want a wrestling hot take? Uh, man, so, we've been talking... Nah, I don't want to bring up the K. Omega ones, we have a bet on that. I For you guys, and this is like a deep dive in wrestling nerd film, but uh, we watch Japanese wrestling, and Yes, we watch Japanese wrestling. It's at the end of our show. You guys listen to the first 40 minutes, the last like 30 is Japanese wrestling. So, it's okay. So, may I all listen to the same song, Talk about porn or something.
4: So, uh,
3: we...
2: We watched that, and I bet Dre brunch uh, I don't,
3: don't want no, don't do that. I
2: bet him brunch hey. that... This wrestler that a lot of people don't know needs a major deal, like WWE. No different than music. Underground rappers, sometimes, you can only be so good, you need a major deal, you need a major album. What year is this? It's 2019. What label is Chance the Rapper signed to? <laughs> Chance the Rapper didn't do anything together. That Kanye goes what label is Chance the Rapper? Song? I'm just saying, I like acid rap, love acid rap. <laughs> He ain't have
3: damage hey, until then. So do you need a major label to be a success story in 2019? Chance comes
4: to
3: us and you're out. Oh. Oh? All right. I'm prepared.
4: They just from it? I'm just a kid. I can't saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's, that's one thing. I mean, listen, we have to bet on that.
3: I mean, you want to go Brad Hope and Sean
2: Michaels. OK. So another 90s, 90s era joint. And a lot of you guys, like we talked about earlier, watch wrestling, growing up as a kid. And one thing I'm and I disagree on is, I think Shawn Michaels is the best wrestler of all time. Like D-Generation X, like I remember him coming down from the rafters, crying after he's winning the belt. Shawn Michaels is my number one wrestler. Undertaker matches, which are some of the best WrestleMania matches ever. And you say Bret Hart, who is my number two wrestler of all time, is number one. Yes. Why? And, and listen, I broke me down to him, and we always do this. We always bring like hip hop terms and all this stuff into our arguments, and he just never concedes that it's okay that Shawn Michaels is number one. Longevity counts. It's, it's not that close for who? My arm's a gap between Shawn
4: Michaels So Shawn is
2: better. Thank you.
3: That's it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Dread Buck to wrestle paint can and wrestler to a five-star match. Shawn Michaels bitched him on most of his career when he wasn't getting over.
2: Some of the best people in every career I'm are. sorry. Like, Are you going to hold <laughs> a, someone being a diva against them? Yes. No,
3: that's a personality trait. That has nothing to do with work. That I don't like.
4: What the
3: fuck? That, <laughs> it's, 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 it's real simple. If, if, you aren't, like, Bret Hart was willing to put somebody else on. It's like Nelly in the same room, says. Murphy Lee was better. Did you just call Shawn Michaels Murphy Lee? Wait, that is... Okay, I didn't know where you're going No, what I'm saying is... Yeah, my heart. Some people will put other people on to make them stars and make them look good. Other people make themselves look good, like Diddy. Diddy had a ton of great rappers underneath him. I love Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, so it was great. But was Vinny and Joe rapping though? No. Vinny's no. yeah. <laughs> rapping now. He writes checks. No, he is. He, 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 he writes checks. Oh, so he writes checks. So he writes checks. So the man's a great businessman, right?
0: Write yeah. He writes
3: checks. I, I get right to the credit for writing checks. <laughs> but the man was only out for himself, right? Why? They they
4: are they are the get the fuck out of here. Are you Are you kidding me? Listen, listen, listen. listen. Your You're talking basketball.
3: Thank you. Thank, Thank you. What's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time? I'm going to take the oh. I think
2: Vicky is an incredible rapper. Okay. Uh, Vicky, and Vicky is my number two rapper of all time. Where are you going with this? JC is the best rapper to ever live.
3: But longevity. I'm a little yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, but his run stopped so much shorter. But his run in the late 70s. In Japan, like Bret Hart wrestled through the 80s with the Hart Foundation. One of the best tag teams of all time. One of the best Intercontinental Champions of all time. had hey, argued the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Made bums look good. We're about to see that whole Tom McGee show. Yeah. There ain't no Shawn Michaels match with no goddamn Tom McGee. Shawn looks great in every match. Does yeah, it? Yeah. Does no, it? Shawn Michaels look great in his Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam? Yeah. That's unfair. Yeah. That's right. that's good. Wait, 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 wait. Bernard, he's carried so many bums to great matches. Bernard is always on show Shawn Michaels has not carried bums to great matches. The crowd's on my side, man. Thank you, guys. You said one man's the oh. crowd? Listen, I got
2: head knots. This ain't my, my Kendrick argument. Your Kendrick is terrible,
4: <laughs> like, Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Disgusting. No, man. Um, my Kendrick argument stands tall.
3: It doesn't, it's very short.
2: but. <laughs> The last thing I want to talk about is the recent. So, we'll get these hot takes off, and put them to the side real quick. Uh, the recent, one thing we talk about a lot on our show, and what a lot of people can relate to, is parenting, and we talk about this a lot. So, i talked about how I'm so much younger than the old man, Andreas, and that's been the theme of the show. But, parenting-wise, is where we kind of flip it on its head. So I have a daughter who's about to be 50, and I have three kids: so it's 14, 12, and 10. And <laughs> Listen, you get three, you gotta start making, you gotta count, you gotta try to figure out who's when. You talk to me when you get to three. I remember all their birthdays. <laughs> I'm
4: doing
2: I'm, I'm all right. And you have a little tiny one at home, Two and a half. Two and a half. And it is incredible to see him go through all of the stuff I went through a decade ago. And just sit there laughing. We talk about it all the time. So we were just talking about it before the show and podgy training, and you trying to go through it and get all of these things done. One thing, before we share kind of just a quick story about our kids, always like leaving it on a personal note. I wanted to ask some people in the crowd a moment about them. And the moment I always like to share is wild-ass moments with my kids. It's it's the best. Like, my kids do the craziest shit. And now you're at the age, the terrible twos, when your daughter's about to start doing wild shit. And I can't wait. So I want to come to the crowd. And who here doesn't have kids? Oh, yeah, I want to. So, (laughs) you guys don't have kids. I want to know, honest opinion, because I do do this all the time, and we're busy, guys. The perspective of someone who doesn't have kids and then has to watch someone else's kids is the truest perspective on Earth. Everyone can put over shit when it's their own kid. When you gotta watch someone else's kid, you really gotta watch So, I want to know... Your badass kid story and someone else's kid. You don't got to tell me whose kid it was. It's your badass kid story when you were watching the kid. I know you got one. Nikki, you, <laughs> Nikki, you look like a babysitter. What? Watching someone's kid. What's the worst thing they've done when you're watching? And I will tell you, my kid was with their godmother. My daughter when she was little, she was four. She was with her godmother. Maybe she was four. She was two. She with her godmother. I was chilling. I was playing Halo. Hanging out in the living room with my boys playing Halo. My daughter took her diaper off. Full pamper. Whipped that shit around her head. <laughs> like a Pete Pablo video. Ran to her godmother's room.
4: And
2: went everywhere. Was it you? Full night. Yes. Her godmother came out. And I'm in the living room. Godmother got fired. Come, my boys. When I said not to this. I seen her that mad, and she couldn't do shit about it. because i was like, okay, what do you going to do? And I just looked, kept like, I was like, not my room. Anyway, thank you, thank you. Listen, I saw an ugly baby like three days ago. Like, it was on Instagram, and I was just like,
3: yeah. I'm thinking about, but I, you know what, my thing is this, I think like all babies when they first come out are like, like when they first come out and people be like, oh that baby's cute. He's like, you blind motherfucker. Because that baby, it looks like a tadpole. Like that baby is a salamander. <laughs> it don't grow into a speech But people are never honest about other people's kids. I just be like, oh that baby's cute. And I'm like, oh, that's no, why we shit.
2: have life. They always said, like, the bit growing up, but you can't talk about other people's kids, can your know, baby be ugly? Yeah, see, I can't have no more kids. So I'd be like, people have it. What? Oh, Steph Curry's kid is ugly. Uh-huh.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yo, no. be-
2: You want to see this picture? Yeah, <laughs> yo, that baby yeah. got a <laughs> dog <dumb> piece.
3: <laughs> yo, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Kidsuck was super ugly when he was a No, <laughs> Jason Kidsuck had a. That boy had a gigantic head. So yeah, 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 that was crazy. Yeah, he had a blip head. That was okay. Yeah, this kid ain't that cute. Nah, I mean, you gotta be real. Some people got ugly kids. Uh, Nick Cannon
4: and Ryan Cannon. Thank you,
2: D. Thank you,
3: do nah, yeah, so do like, well, Oh, no, you, you
4: say something nice, like, oh, they have pretty hair. Well, they, I like that outfit.
2: <laughs> <too."> you <laughs> got some nice socks on. Yeah, like, you just bring up the most random qualities of this. Your daughter's got soiled elbows. You never ask. You.
3: <laughs> so if that's a good quality. That's
2: a good quality, though. Caleb uh, <laughs> just said, somebody yeah. am. Oh, my God, god a bit, but... <laughs> Oh, Gabrielle, you did. I think it's
4: the photos she posts. Okay. You
2: don't have to put a caveat to it. No, the baby's probably not you. No, I, I will check my Instagram. She just looks just like the last.
4: She's
2: got
4: to grow into her features.
2: I think she's <laughs> got to grow into her features. She's gonna be 25. She's got to grow into her features. <laughs> <her laughs> like sooner or later, somebody just updates. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like. It's, 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 Guys, I've grown through this podcast. Like I said, it's five years. If you guys are listening to, like, if you, you listen to two and a half years ago, I was not the same man I am today. And it was like a Christmas episode. I'm telling you, I let my ex-wife have it. And I may have, may have not said that her baby wasn't cute. So, I'm just letting you know, bro, better man than I am. Uh, man, I it, it's been a great night, though. Time is actually getting away from us. It's been a long show. We have another show on Saturday. So hopefully you guys come out to uh, StarCast in, in the Tuscany stage. So 1 p.m., that's going to be a cool show. That was more of a panel. We have a lot of cool people in town for that. So hopefully you see a lot of people there as well. We didn't get any questions from the audience, unfortunately. No, I just, I just walked around. That's not a question from the audience. I, questions from the audience. Listen, it's our show. I do it for whatever I want. So, <laughs> questions for Martin? Let's take two. One question for Dre, one question for me. Uh, let's see. Question for Dre. Marcus, you gotta ask Hold on. I feel like Marcus, Marcus Vanderborder, Yahoo Sports. You've been waiting forever
3: to ask Dre I need your favorite BET story, Dre. Oh, no. Okay, for those of you that I was an executive at BET for one year, from 2008 to 2009. He wrote the nastiest, bot, like, yo,
2: I'm quitting letter ever. It got posted in, like, the New York Post. Or the, New something York Post crazy. Yes, the New York Post. Yes, I was in New York How you quit a job? Like, it, it's straight, like,
3: halfway. Fuck you, fuck you. You're fool. And, and you, you're that guy. I, I, I guess I can tell y'all that story. Yeah, tell us So. I'll try to keep this brief. Uh, does anybody do you remember when Chris oh, oh, oh. Brown woke Rihanna's ass? Remember, remember when that happened? <laughs> and like Everyone remembers that. You know, I kinda have a recollection, right? So, My beat for like two months is when Chris Brown kept going to court. So every day I had to be in front of a TV finding out what happened to Chris Brown at court. So Rihanna made her comeback in a Kanye West video uh, Polarized off of Ada Waste of Heartbreak. Anybody remember that? They had a Def Jam event that they invited me to and my boss who was a fucking idiot inviting us out to a Def Jam party where Kanye was preparing his video. Um, does anybody anybody remember flips, camera flips, that she used to afford? Yeah. So my boss was like, bring your flip, and man Mokee, uh show you look, bring bring your flip in case something happens. So I went to the event. Everybody was drunk, LAV really was there, I got introduced, my boss introduced me to Rihanna, she sat, sat in front of me, Andreas, this is Rihanna, see you later, and I was like, this is odd, because she just got back from this whole business and stuff, and I was like, alright, cool, Doug just gave you a look like you would have never saw me again. <laughs> so, Rihanna tells me, she was like, I'm about to make my return, I'm about to be in a video, and kindly, of was us video, I, I tell my boss, Rihanna's about to be in a video tonight. It's an exclusive event, only like 80 people were there. She was like, I need you to record that on your flip and post it on our blog. And I was like, this is an exclusive event. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, tell Low Key to record on this bit and post it on the blog. It's my boss, what am I gonna to do? Told her, to record the video, we post it on the blog. The next morning on the New York Post is a picture of Rihanna in this video. L.A. Reed is calling my phone. What the fuck happened? This is this week. You can't do this. Push the boss on the phone. Get Rhonda. What's her name? Oh.
4: Oh. Oh.
3: Oh. Oh. Rhonda Cowan. Fuck
4: it. Fuck it.
3: <laughs> so she threw me under the bus and it was all the idea. I got rolled up. Yada yada yada. I hated this fucking place. I brought them Dicky Minaj on a flat. Like Nicki Minaj came to my office and I was like, she's next. And my boss was like, get that big fake ass bitch out of here. I don't really want to see it again. This before that he was thinking. This was right when Sondio Young company. Oh wow! I brought Drake to the office. When so far gone dropped. She was like, "He's not Gucci man. We ain't fucking with." Her. Oh wow! That was the environment I worked for. for so yeah. when I when I was getting fired because I was getting written up and it was time to go, I wrote a letter talking about all the bad things that happened at BC. Does anybody watch? Remember the Boondocks? Yeah. So, Aaron Magruder was a friend of mine and he wrote that episode, and everything in that episode is kind of true. It's really as bad as it was. So I wrote that letter and Aaron had called me and was like, so it's just like I wrote, huh? <laughs> it's like, Yeah, so when I when I left, I got, because at the end of my letter I put, it would make a good book. And I got eight cease and desist letters sent to my house. Uh, Chuck D was the first person that called me. Don't when I left, I wrote my letter. I sent it to like 12 people I knew. I did not send it to the entire industry, but people just sent the letter around and they made this round. I went home. I'm playing NBA 2K, my basketball shorts, unemployed. And my Blackberries is going off. So I got a message from Chuck D. I got a message from Immortal Technique. I got a message from Aaron Huff-a-B. I got a message from Fonte. I got a message from. Deborah Lee.
4: Deborah
3: LEE! Andreas, I know it wasn't that bad here. I don't fucking know you. <laughs> I've never met Deborah Lee in my life. Oh. But she wrote a letter against my letter. I got a bunch of cease and desist letters. We went to New York Post, so I did a bunch of interviews. Master P called me. He launched the network. Oh, okay. We tried, and it failed. <laughs> and yeah, and that was kind of like my V2 experience. Marcus worked there. So he, his question is based on reality because I met him through DT. He got fired and got brought back once or twice. What? You're like the nicest guy ever and they fired you twice? Boy, look, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this. The money was good. It's not like I went there and was broke. The money was good, but I was the most miserable I've ever been in my entire life working at D T. So, when you guys watch something that's really bad, know that they did that shit on purpose. I was told once in my office, I wanted to interview a black NASCAR driver, and they told me, we don't do that because we only came to three generation households with a total income of 20000 below. Are you serious? That, that was our done.
2: <laughs> yeah, but then you actually said, well how the fuck is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you make 20000 below and get the Mother?
3: Grandmother and daughter living in the same household, that's, back, that's the demographic we're going So they don't want to grow. They never wanted to grow. So that's why. I, I now know. understand how we
2: got BET on cut. <laughs>
3: hey! Go was coming.
2: Go was coming. But yo, I saw Tim Bill the other day. It's still not. Tim Bill remains in class. So that's the question. I feel like I Talk to people enough. And I like your question. So we gotta end on, on a good note, plus I can't match your humble brag. Like, he's like, yo, they in front of me. I mean, I'm done. L.A. i L.A. 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. No, I want to thank all you guys for coming. Um, it's Thursday, so I know a lot of people work. I work at 5 a.m. I don't care. I still got uh, plenty of time. We're gonna play... Video games, we're going to bowl, and I'm finally going to drink because I don't have to stay sober anymore. Thank you, guys. Uh, hopefully, you see some of these guys on Saturday. No, but luck to the other podcasts who came out today. This will all be up online tomorrow. We're uh, Yeah, man, shout out. All the sponsors, man, uh, Blanche Sports Online for streaming it. And letting me, you know, piggyback on their eighty thousand followers. So shout out to them. Yo, they just live streamed this. So I sent my old man. Oh oh shit. So it's They're right. just like, who are the live stream, It'll be okay. Oh, it's will good. good. It's on the end. reason to season It's like sixteen years later. Another season decision. Uh, not yet. So shout out to them. Uh, sponsor. And my famous company, Farms, which is huge, CBD, tons of products, uh, it's really dope. And make sure you guys check them out, Barnes, CBD.com. We have Sterling Promotions, we did all the merch and shirts, so Corner Podcast merch, is back there, You got my face on a shirt. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Goddamn Mikkel. Only one moment tonight. Just, Just one. one. So I will. So, we still got Saturday. There's, there's plenty of time. So yeah man, I hope I didn't miss anyone. Thanks for Red Cups and Wine Glasses. You guys are amazing. Uh, uh, As soon as Doug came off, I didn't talk to Nikki because Nikki's been sipping the same drink all night. So she didn't come back there. But I talked to Doug as soon as he came off. That was amazing man, they kicked it off right. And I love their dynamic on stage together. Like I told I was like the live dynamic is so much different, so much better. I was like, I was like I was watching the TV show. And I love you guys' show. I watch it every week. Alright, so I listen every week, but there's nothing like you guys have live. Like the facial expressions, the chemistry, that was incredible. Uh for the 37 always had me laughing, always wilding out. The topics tonight were <gasps> fuego. Yeah, so they they uh they brought all the ratchet tonight, held it down for Northtown people. Tonight, so that was great, and I uh, thank all you guys for sticking it out. Four hours of podcast. So, all right, Well, let's go drink. All
5: right. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.